You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome to Be Simply. This is Suzanne, and I want to thank you for joining us today. We are diving into a segment of soul, silence, and sound. And today we're going to explore a little bit deeper into what it means to be of service and how to uh, prepare in this transitory season, no matter if you're in the southern or northern hemisphere. Fall and spring are transition seasons. And it's an opportunity to gather what's needed, uh, start watering the seeds metaphorically and preparing ourselves to be in full action and to be in repose, uh, hibernation, if you will. And this is such a rich time of year in the Northern Hemisphere and the Southern. And that's why a lot of people will be like, oh, I love fall or... I love spring because change is the key factor. It can feel a little chaotic on both levels and at the same time welcoming all these signs of renewal and shedding, renewal and shedding, renewal and shedding. It's just a beautiful dance that nature mirrors to us. And so as we dive a little bit deeper into this word of service, uh, I heard something this week uh, from someone about that their their contemplation should only be either in devotion to their faith or and evade the self and I want I wanted to give some clarity on this for people that don't know a lot about different faiths and for me in my private practice I counsel people of all faiths and different aspects of their life, whether they're giving birth, whether they're in the middle of a life transition, uh, whether they're healing, uh, whether they're going through uh, an illness that might lead to their death or they're actually meeting their death gateway. There's this aspect of the inner landscape that must be addressed. And there's a beautiful principle that's taught in Eastern traditions and indigenous traditions that when we source from within, we are a greater uh, conduit to the external world. And it's a deep contemplation because it's not someone being selfish. It's actually leading someone to be selfless and in devotion to all that they do. And then there's this beautiful aspect of the divine, AKA God, whatever you want to call it, that's your choice. And based on your faith, that word is going to be different. So I don't want to coin it as one thing for any of you that are listening. And then if you are not with a quote unquote faith, you might uh, have nature as your guide. You might have Uh, other things as your guide but the spiritual practice tapping into our spiritual essence our soul gives us so much information and so when we go inward and then outward we begin to cultivate an aspect of ourselves that's not 
going to be necessarily available if we don't look at it. And the part of what's brought us here to this moment on planet Earth is that we have evaded looking at ourselves and looking at what's happening around us. And so this is this uncomfortable process that we're in because there's all these confusing things out there that seem bigger than us in certain respects, meaning that we may not be able to touch some of those geo-global uh, unfoldings that are happening right now because that is the ripple effect of all of us not taking part and really owning what's from within. So when we have inner peace and we come to a place of true service, then it's really juicy. It's really powerful because you are leading from a divine place. Yet, if you haven't done the inner work, then what can happen sometimes in people's faith, and I observe this um, often, is that they'll place whatever their faith is and they'll kind of meet it, but they won't dive in deep with it. So if you're a Christian, dive in deep with it. If you're a Jew, dive in deep with it. If you're a Buddhist, dive in deep. If you're a Hindu, Muslim, whatever that faith is, dive in. And the key factor I would uh, request of anyone diving into their faith is that do no harm with it and meet it with love, kindness, and peace. And when you do that, then you're going to be led in a certain way. And then you'll also start to have those eyes kind of wide open based on the system that you're involved in. Because in all spiritual practices, there's been, um, we call them in indigenous culture, tricksters. There have been people that have not acted in their highest and best, or they've committed crimes and harmed people in those faiths and they've manipulated and that's what we're really observing right now not just in theological practices but in political practices all aspects of life we're realizing that we've been tricked and so it it's part of everything that's around us and then it's our responsibility to sort it out and determine what's next for ourselves our families and our communities and the simplest way to do that as I always encourage everyone is to go in, know thyself, understand thyself. Because when we grasp for something external to make us feel better temporarily, that is just a band-aid for the moment. Uh, it may coddle us and hold us for a moment, but it doesn't give us strength and knowing. When you have your own strength from within, that's so powerful. And then you have a deeper knowing of how to flow with life. And this is not um, an easy process because you might master an aspect of that and then a curveball might come in and you might be challenged to a point where you have to kind of like step back a little bit and then re-emerge and go forward to kind of figure out gosh, how am I going to meet this this time? And you could, might remember other times where you've met adversity, but you're like, oh, how am I going to meet this this time? Let's see what I'm going to do. How can I do it different uh, than I did last time if you had some fumbles in that process? And so many people, being that I counsel people in, in depth, um, 
you know, they'll go to pray and I encourage people to pray. And what will happen ultimately, usually always when I'm helping the family on the other side of their grief, uh, when they've lost someone they love, they're mad, they're frustrated. They're, they'll tell me, I prayed, I did everything. I did all these things and I still didn't have the outcome I wanted. I want my child, my partner, my parent, whoever it is, my brother, my sister, to still be here. And so to understand the act of praying isn't for nil because that if that prayer is going in the truest form to the being that you're praying for, your brother, your sister, your mother, uh, your partner, your, whoever it might be, if it's going to that person and to others, uh, it will meet them right in the perfect way. And whether they're in body or out of body, it serves. It so serves. And sometimes when we're uh, in our, our process, if you will, uh, we grasp, we want, we want things. And so in our faith, we sometimes expect something to happen because our, maybe our perception is our faith has promised it. Yet the true uh, essence of all of this that's happening, the wheel of samsara, the understanding that this world system is a, a cyclical experience. It flows from spring to summer to fall to winter. And all those seasons have this beautiful relationship to each and every one of us. And that change that's really present in these two seasons offers us the opportunity to give way to our grasping, to give way to that which we think should be a certain way. And to understand that each one of us basically wove that which we're living out right now. And then based on the things that we've co-created before here, we're supported in different ways. So some people might have uh, more support in their cosmic bank account and other people might have less support in their cosmic bank account. And that's perfectly beautiful. It's, it's okay, okay, because guess what? When we don't have as much resources reserved, then we find new ways to source what we need. And we start to learn a lesson like, wow, maybe I could have thought a little differently before I got to here. And so then that's those the karmic lesson that we're learning. Like, oh, I should have thought about, shoulda, coulda, woulda, thought about having more reserves. And that understanding helps us not only for self, but also for our family unit and for our communities in the future. And so we're learning that lesson collectively right now. We're learning that, wow, did we really take for granted a lot of things. Now, right now, as we're uh, continuing to be manipulated on all levels, how we can come to firm ground and deep knowing right now is to really get into your center and meet your spiritual practice, whether it's going to those places that you worship, going to uh, sit in your home, and pray and be in silence to get out on a hiking trail 
being a, a movement-based uh, meditation or contemplation, whatever brings you to that space where there's nothing except you and all that is around you will give you some insight, not necessarily by words. It's just a knowing. And so lately I've been a little alarmed and it's been the lead into, I think the last one or two Dharma talks I've been hearing, you know, people start labeling things as evil. Um, and so this word service goes hand in hand here as, as mentioned, you know, we are in ending this trickster era, uh, in the poison of the mind that has allowed ourselves to trick ourselves and trick others and to be tricked. And the energy of quote unquote darkness or evil is something that is everywhere, no different than the divine is everywhere. And it's your choice of what you engage with. And right now, people are a little confused. They're um, taking an opportunity to kind of erase things that shouldn't be erased. They really shouldn't. Basically, there's a percentage of people it's a very small percentage of the people on this planet that are not for humanity. They're beings that are not for humanity. Those beings co-opted and curated the trickster that you and I have all been manipulated by. And so in that co-op, they took sacred things from all faiths. They took sacred texts, they took sacred quote-unquote uh, identities, symbols, all these things, and manipulated the world as we know it. All theology has been, has been involved. Everything that could sway the humans, us, the humanity, and all of us, from knowing what is, that's what happened. And now we're sorting it out. Now that we're seeing it, then we can come into right action with ourselves and others. And so there's a lot of people pointing to, ooh, this blue bottle is evil. Ooh, this green cup is good. It creates duality, good and evil. That's how they did it. it was the opposite game they played the opposite game so understand that this planet teaches us about something so beautiful and especially in spring it's called renewal regeneration and for those of you that follow uh, the teachings of christ the easter time is about that the renewal the rebirth right so if we understand that everything regenerates on this planet there are no shortages um that the objects are not bad or good they are neutral conduits to what you put into them so the state of your mind your words your actions 
are what gives anything purpose, meaning. And even if, if you think it means something, it doesn't mean that it means that. And if that makes you feel good for a moment, that's okay. Where one gets into trouble with the quote-unquote dark forces of this planet is they make uh, what's metaphorically termed as a deal with the devil. They become greedy. Or they uh, make a point to not nip those things in the bud that are used in times of need meaning things that don't juice you up, they diminish your being. And so that welcomes that energy in. You feed the dark or you feed the light. It's a choice. But all the things in between that people are saying, ooh, that's evil, that, that it's not that way. It's the set and setting. And this is a very important practice that's, when I counsel people, especially if they're working um, with uh, certain practices, when I counsel them, I always share with them, it's really important to know the set and setting, even in something as simple as prayer and meditation, even at your church, your synagogue, your temple, anywhere you go, it's really important to know that set and setting. It may be a beautiful cathedral, but do you know the set and setting? Do you know who has prepared that space, where their ethics are, and uh, are they embodying the scriptures or the words or the teachings, the practices that they are teaching you. And if the answer is no, then it's only going to have as much value as it's delivered because the set and setting isn't prepared properly. When I take people on quests, I've gone into land where there's been a energy that's not balanced. And so to shift that energy is powerful. Just to shift the energy into a place where people can come and be held in a safe container and the set and setting is proper. Yet if you aren't aware of how to do that and you're pretending, you're pretending to be a priest or you're pretending to be a, a shaman or you're pretending to be a yogi or you're pretending to be whatever, doesn't matter what you want to call it, you're putting yourself and others at risk because you might be working with something that you don't understand. So for the individual, that's why it's important to understand the set and setting. And it's no different than having a relationship with someone. If someone is in a dark place and you stay in relationship with them, meaning that they don't want to get help, they don't want to um, really do the inner work, then it's going to bleed over into you because we are energetic beings that dance with one another, just like with nature. So that's why like, in certain places where I've met for taking groups for vision quests, if the land wasn't prepared, I would go there early and prepare it. Usually always go there early and prepare it, but it can be shifted around rather quickly. And that happens through the divine energy. That, that shift, that transformation is through the divine. It's not happening through something dark. Now, yes, darkness in the physical form, in a business deal, in a relationship can look mighty 
mm, seductive I'll use. That too good to be true kind of thing. Yeah, it'll, it'll weave its way in there. That's the trickster. Ultimately, when you're ready, you'll start to see the veils will drop. And that's what this moment in time is about, the veils dropping. And so it's a choice for each and every one of you to decide, hey, do I want to really look in? Do I want to make sure the set and setting is one that's aligned with me? And, and do I have the courage to walk out of a set and setting that is not aligned with you? And what happens then when we start to do this is that society will start to reorganize. And all these tricksters, because there aren't that many that have been the wizard behind the curtain, are being exposed. And all those that can see it can't unsee it. And so rather than worry about that right now because it's, it's visible, and it was always visible from a, a universal standpoint, but the people are seeing it. The humans are seeing it. We're seeing it, right? So from there, you have this opportunity to start to work on the inside out. This is that moment. Chaos is erupting and we're going to reorganize and you want to be in your highest and best. And this is a time, this isn't the time to start pointing out things that are going to diminish people's character, that they're going to diminish their practices, give them doubt or fear. We've been through enough. Humanity has been through enough. So if you're aware and you see, do your best to understand why you're pointing at other people, why you're pointing and putting down and segregating further. There's no need for that. And what springtime really affords us is this opportunity to really prepare ourselves for that renewal. And if the focus is from here out, that's magnificent. When we start getting in everyone's business, which is really easy these days because we've had an epiphany it muddies up the waters. So even if in this current moment you're facing adversity or strife or challenge, we can spend all day long trying to figure out why this is happening. Why? Why me? Why it's happening here? Yet if we start to look in, you'll dive into the deeper psycho-spiritual reasons, which are not the incident that's in front of you it's the deeper roots that as why it's there and the opportunity to learn to be that student to rise up into your power and then start to cultivate your gifts and no matter what season of your life in whether you're a young adult whether you're uh, in your adulthood whether you're in your winter there's always this opportunity to continue to cultivate your gifts and be of service this is an agricultural planet. Humans here, all of us, are meant to be in action. 
We are not meant to be sedentary. We're not meant to be looking through screens. We are not meant to be having virtual reality. Mother Nature, beautiful offering through the energy of nature. It's, it's breathtaking. And when we engage with it, it keeps replenishing and rebirthing. So the two factors that will bring us into service is one, to literally do it, take a step and be in action. Two is to take that pause before action to see where you are ready to serve yourself and others. And think small with that aspect. And then the third part is to refrain from pointing fingers and pointing things out. It's really common, especially in fall and spring, to trigger people because we're like shedding in both seasons, shedding and birthing, shedding and birthing. And that can be uncomfortable. Chaos can be uncomfortable. So it's easy to lash out at one another to get those emotions out. Yet be aware of, about that. Be mindful about that. Because you are creating then uh, an obstacle for your friend, potentially your foe, and you don't want to do that either. It becomes a withdrawal from your cosmic bank account. Support one another. And that's the simplest way to be of service to one, uh, one another is to encourage each other. And so when we go full circle here to that idea, that Taoist idea of to chop wood and fetch water, this is how we can start to discern if the set and setting is there. And this can go in all aspects of life from your spiritual practice to your work, to everything. So you start to see it, you know, uh, if the set and setting is set like a table, a dinner table, in a place where it's intended to serve the greater good, you know, you set up a big meal for your family and the intention is to give everyone nourishment, an opportunity to gather, laugh and enjoy one another. And so the attention is put there. The same with the company. If the intention is to create a, an environment that does X, Y, and Z, that's the seed, that's the concept. And it, it's important because that seed concept then creates the movement and the action and becomes the wayfinding for how everything is constructed. And so if we just stay in that conceptual process and we're like, oh, I, I'll do that when, I'll be of service when, I'll look inside when, Really, every single moment, you can be in observation of where you are in the world around you. Every single moment, you have that opportunity to really see where you're at. And so in that process, there's this other component that's necessary to take action, to be of service, meaning to go get wood and water. We don't want to get lost in prayer. We don't want to get lost in our emotions. We don't want to get lost on our meditation cushion. We want to have a balance between all things. And we don't want to get lost 
in the imagination, the ideas of what we want to be. Because understand when you're doing the inner work, you are working on the subconscious mind, the things that you've tucked away and they will start opening up and releasing, whether you have trauma, whether you have uh, parts of your life that you forgot, whatever it may be, or grudges that you're holding on right now, whatever those things are, they get tucked away very discreetly and then they start to open up. And when they open up, it's out, up and out, up and out. You let them go. No baggage to carry. You know, at the end of each day, we're finished with the day, leave it all there. No reason to carry it forward. And the, that process will continue to assist you in being a cleaner conduit of your efforts on a daily basis. I mean, pure conduit on a daily basis because you will start to be aware of what serves and what doesn't serve. You'll start to be aware how to support your brothers and sisters, support them, not enable them. And you will also understand what your gifts are and how to provide with them. So as we go through this process, I want you to consider a few things. Are you ready to be in action? Are you ready to let go hand in hand? Are you ready to see clearer and clearer every day what is? Are you ready to let those veils be dropped? And with great courage. Because remember, what you see, what the manipulation was, isn't on you. It's on the people that perpetrated humanity. That's their debt. That's a big debt. I mean, this has been big debt, but we all participated and we have little debts along the way because we participated. But now that we see, we have an obligation to end the cycle. It can't be unseen. The gig is up and the beauty about nature is we'll keep being pushed to uh, rejuvenate purify, create. And our faith will help us do that. So I want you to let all of that just wash over you and let it fade away. And then I want you to take a moment to take a deep breath. And as we go into this silent meditation, just welcome you to follow your breath or to bring a soft gaze to a focal point on the floor in front of you. And just take a nice gentle breath in and out. Again, inhale and exhale. Another one, inhale and exhale. 
exhale.
simply if you're still in an upright seated position just bring yourself back into a reclined position if you're on a chair or a sofa or if you're on your mat recline back into Shavasana and as you come to the earth the floor or the bed Just gently welcome your body to stay present, to soften, and to continue to dive into your inner landscape. Simply observe that breath, closing the eyes, and enjoying being here.
Taking a soft, gentle breath into your heart center. Gently breathing in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one, inhale. And exhale. Good. And then gently from there, I'm going to welcome you to gently breathe in and out of your heart center. And then take a moment to acknowledge all aspects of yourself, giving thanks for all of you. Taking another deep breath in and out. And then if there's someone you would like to express love, gratitude, compassion for, 
feel free to do so in this moment. And then gently from there, welcoming uh, each and every one of you to take a few minutes longer to contemplate where you're ready to move into action, what seeds you want to water, where you're ready to let go, where you're ready to serve, and think about the set and setting you prepare every day, your home, how you prepare for your spiritual practice, and remembering that you regenerate, you purify, and nothing has power over you, nothing has power over objects, concepts, unless you give it that. It's your mind that gives that power. Nothing else. So, with that being said, I want to give special thanks to a random rab. Dante Marino and Kadri Scott will exit out again with a little sing song, sing song. And if inspired, support the arts or support something that you are passionate about and have researched that that which you're supporting is going where you anticipate. This is the era of doing diligence. Until next time, this is she, a.k.a. Suzanne, signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a gentle smile, and a namaste. Be simply. Sing, sing, song, song. Tell me what you've done. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.